outside And I'm feeling like stripes They hitting on me and my homie Cause our minds not enlightened They mad cause we just got the passion Never slacking or lagging The funny thing is step up to us You know we bout that action But look Okay, welcome back to the Savant Podcast. Here at the Savant Podcast, we fulfill your pop culture needs every week, including artist reviews, sports talk, streaming talk, albums slash song reviews, and video games from time to time. Uh, you can follow me at uh, issue underscore high on Twitter, issue dot high on uh, Instagram. And uh, as far as streaming platforms for my music is uh, issue high, just like one word put together, capital I, capital H. Uh, Stikes, uh, tell us how you're doing, and also uh, you can get the fans your social media as well. Yeah, man, thanks for asking. I'm doing well. Yeah, busy time for work and uh, also the podcast. Yeah, we're getting a lot of episodes out. But yeah, you can find me in social media, Stikes Savant, uh, Stikes.Savant on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, that's where I'm primarily. But uh, yeah, so you can find me on there. And then, yeah, you can also check out my playlist on Spotify and Apple Music, Stikes Savant as well. Yeah, so we're talking football for the first time in the 2022-2023 season, NFL. Uh, so it's the, it's going to be, we're going to do like first quarter because it's, you know, first four weeks have gone by. And then we're going to do like a catch up every four weeks. And then just so we can filter in the interviews, the album reviews, you know, streaming talk and then um, video game talk. So we can, for the rest of the year, we can kind of do everything that we've been doing so far on podcast at a consistent basis but uh yeah so first four weeks of the nfl season are all wrapped up with uh yeah monday night just finishing as we're recording this uh the san francisco 40 Rams beating the rams again i think they've beaten them seven of the last eight times which is shocking considering how well sean mcveigh has done you know in this division you know just uh if you look at his record wise but uh yeah kyle shannon has his number for sure but um, yeah, we're going to get into our Savant Power Rankings first. Uh, yeah, we did that. I think it was like the Football Savant Power Rankings. We're just going to do Savant you know, Power Rankings and then maybe apply it to some other sports. But uh, yeah, so we're going to give our top 10 teams, kind of give a few thoughts on each of those teams, why we have them in this position, uh, kind of the ups and downs you know, so far in the season. Uh, but I'm going to go first for my top 10. Uh, so number one, obviously, you know, if you just look at the standings, uh, the Eagles are, you know, the only defeated team left in the league. But uh, yeah, there's no way I'm putting the, you know, number one, mainly because of their, you know, strength of schedule so far this year. You know, they're in, I wouldn't necessarily their division is as bad as this year, just because, you know, the way the Giants have been playing, you know, we'll get to that in a bit. And then also... Uh, how the Cowboys have been playing, Cooper Rush has been playing, you know, so far this year, undefeated as a starting quarterback, uh, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, Dak comes back. He's definitely, you know, has a starting job because they're paying Dak $45 million a year. So you can't just, like, not give Dak the starting job, even though Cooper Rush has looked 
you know, better than Dak did against the Bucks, although it was the Bucks. And the Bucks, you know, defensive line has been notorious for getting to quarterbacks and injuring quarterbacks, mainly, you know, Patrick Mahomes Super Bowl a few years ago. But uh, yeah, the Eagles, I have them at number two. I have the Chiefs at number one. Uh, and just the way the Chiefs offense was so uh, dominant against the Bucks, and, and yeah, the Bucks brought it within 10 points, I think, quarter. I mean, yeah, certainly there was a worry that they're going to come back, but the first half, yeah, the Chiefs like lit it up on the Bucks D. And yeah, with the Bucks having, you know, Todd Bowles as their head coach, you know, Bruce Arians leaving. Yeah, the way Patrick Mahomes was playing yesterday, uh, like some of the trick shots, like he did it like a, in the goal line, like near the goal line, he did a spin move and then basically like a basketball like shot in a way, like the way like the arc was to his like running back was like insane. I do think they're on a mission this year, like the way they put it on the box early. And yeah, a lot of people were like having the Bucks going to this game, but I'm like, this is a revenge game for the Super Bowl end. Patrick Mahomes is competitive. And um, yeah, they lost Tyreek Hill, and that was the big question mark coming the year. Uh, but I like the way their defense and, you know, offense has been playing without him and with, you know, Valdez Scalding in there, uh, Edwards Alaire, Kelsey, you know, he looked unstoppable on that. Like the, you know, Bucks D had, and usually, like, you know, their linebacking core has been. One of the best in the league, but they had no answer yesterday uh, in the Sunday night game. But then, yeah, second I got the Eagles, so they're 4-0. Yeah, Jalen Hurts is definitely up there for, you know, MVP, you know, just based on their 4-0. And, uh, but yeah, they got well um, drafted and signed and trade roster around, you know, Devontae Smith, who they drafted, A.J. Brown, you know, star wide receiver who they just trade for in the offseason. And then, you know, obviously you have Miles Sanders, kind of Gainwell in the backfield. Uh, you know, Goddard, who's one of the best tight ends in the league. Uh, they got a good offensive line. And, and yeah, their defense is physical and, you know, really good. So I have them here at number two just because they're 4-0. But, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't imagine them winning more than, you know, a playoff game in the playoffs. That's for sure. Because even in that, you know, first half against the Jags, like, the Jags were able to put 14, go up 14 nothing pretty quickly. And, you know, against a team that's not the Jags, you know, they should definitely be worried uh, about that. But the Jags have looked really good this year. And, yeah, Trevor Lawrence, like, even though he hasn't thrown many picks this year, he had a few bad fumbles in that game that pretty much cost them a game as they lost by eight points. But, uh, yeah, Eagles at two. Number three, I got the Dolphins. And, yeah, the Dolphins are in a lot of news so far this year. Uh, yeah, their new coach, Mike McDaniel, is, yeah, definitely taking the league by storm. He's got to be the best, best coach on a mic, like, I've ever seen. You know, you, I, I challenge you guys to go watch uh, his uh, Pat McAfee interview after he got hired. It was one of the most comedic interviews I've seen from a head coach, and it's, like, shocking to even, like, you know, think that he's a head coach, and he's, like, saying some of these things. But, uh... Yeah, the Dolphins roster is one of the best in the NFL. It has been for, you know, a few years, but yeah, they didn't really have, you know, the the weapons necessarily around Tua and the, you know, the playbook that can like best, you know, he can best utilize and, you know, improve. And yeah, they got brought Tyreek Hill in the offseason, uh, Raheem Mostert, Edmonds, Chase Edmonds from the Cardinals. Like they got a lot of, a lot of weapons and 
you know, it's unfortunate with the whole concussion thing that he's, you know, dealt with as if you guys are familiar, he, you know, last week, last Sunday against the Bills, you know, he got banged up on a sack and was like, you know, limping off the field. Clearly was, he needed help. Like he was like, you know, wobbling and stuff from like a head hit. And the league or the team, like, you know, they said he was in concussion protocol. You know, they said he banged up. And then, you know, he gets sacked in the Thursday night game against Cincinnati. And yeah, his, if you haven't watched the video, his hands, like, you know, start doing this, like, you know, weird thing in front of his face. Like, he's completely knocked out, you know, from the play. And when the play happened, like, one of the commentators was talking about how you know, potentially it could be irreversible damage to his head, the way his hands were working, but, you know, these people aren't doctors or anything, and, you know, because there was all this talk, like, his career ending and all this, and, yeah, because I, you pray that's not the case, because he's a talented, you know, quarterback, and, you know, they were, you know, undefeated up until, you know, this injury, basically, so hopefully he can come back, I know he's gonna be probably missing this week, because, yeah, I've dealt with concussions uh, myself, and, you know, any any other hit, um, like, I definitely can't play physical sports anymore because any other hit, you know, could do some damage. And uh, that definitely, it could be the case to us. So prayers up for him and the Dolphins as, uh, yeah, my dad's a big Dolphins fan. But uh, not only, like, Tua, like, he's he's a good, like, even though he's gone, like, you know, a little bit of hate last few years, mainly because of his play, even the last year, like, his... Uh, completion percentage was like one of the best in the league uh nonetheless even though people criticize like his deep ball or like holding on to the ball too long like this year he was you know playing at a you know amazing level potentially like an mvp type level you know i don't know if that is the case anymore with this concussion but uh hopefully he's okay uh number four i got the bills uh so yeah the bills yeah like the first few games in the season definitely would have had them at number one uh but just the way you know, they went down to Baltimore, like, 20-3, to and then ended up coming back in the game. And then, you know, losing the Miami game after, you know, miscommunication and running out of time, basically. And, uh, yeah, those are just a few things that, you know, you can't happen for, like, a best team in the league. But Josh Allen is clearly, like, the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. But, yeah, I still have them as, like, Super Bowl favorite for sure. But number four as of right now. Number five, I got the Cowboys. And, uh, yeah, this might be, you know, a little bit too high. And considering what happened in the first game, it's crazy that they've won, you know, three straight. But, uh, yeah, Cooper Rush has really done well. And, uh, and yeah, with, like, that offensive line that they've had, which has pretty much been compromised, as they've only have Zach Martin, you know, Tyron Smith, their pro bowlers out, and three other guys on their offensive line, you know, pretty much new uh, to that system, uh, which is why, like, their run game has kind of been affected, even though, you know, Zeke has gone, you know, a few touchdowns here and there uh, so far this year. Uh, but it will be interesting to see what happens when Dak comes back because their receivers, like Gallup, just came back. Uh, CeeDee Lamb's trying to pick up a little bit because uh, they do still have the weapons uh, to perform. I think Noah Brown is another a guy that did well for them. Um, but number six, I got the Vikings. So, yeah, six and seven, I got Vikings and Packers. And, yeah, this was hard for me because, like, since week one when the Vikings, like, not blew out the Packers, but, like, pretty much shut them down like you know right off the bat and for the full 60 minutes uh they just haven't looked as dominant you know since then you know against the saints they weren't yeah i think they won by three points and yeah that game was in london so like, i imagine with the uh 
the jet lag and the time change is not the most optimal like way of playing an NFL game. But uh, yeah, I'm just not sold on Kirk Cousins. And uh, yeah, I, can, I think it was like a few weeks ago, he was in prime time and he just like did horrible. So, so he's got some like crazy record where he's not good. But uh, yeah, the Packers, well, especially, you know, the New England game, the fact that they were down so much, you know, not down so much, but down most of the game. And yeah, like Mac Jones was out. Brian Hoyer was in the game he started and then he was injured. So they had a third string rookie come into the game. Um, shout out to him. Like he played like, you know, decently well. But uh, the Packers offense wasn't really able to, you know, decimate this Patriots team, which was like expected. They were nine point favorites, you know, coming into this game. So I'm not 100% sold on the Packers. Like, yeah, Alan Lazard uh, is Alan Lazard, I should say. He, he's, he's a good wide receiver but he's not wide receiver one um and yeah aaron jones is still you know number one back in like you know top 10 fantasy running back for sure but and like the the rookie guy dobbs um who caught a touchdown last game i think he went for 100 yards yeah like a few games like we'll see what happens throughout the year um and then also that watson guy who like dropped like i think a touchdown like a for sure touchdown the first game we'll see what happens but, uh, yeah, I'm not sold on the Packers at all. Like, I don't think they can win more than one playoff game. Like, even with Aaron Rodgers. Like, their team is, like, even the defense is not as good as it, you know, was last year for sure. Uh, but number eight, I got the Rams. And uh, even with the loss to the 49ers tonight, you know, I just think they, they'll figure it out at some point. I think Stafford's a little bit banged up. You know, Cam Akers will get too fantasy, like, yeah, and then the Rams' defense. Like, I think, other than Jalen Ramsey, every cornerback is, like, brand new to the team. And then their run game. Like, they got to figure out at some point to stop the San Francisco 49ers run game. Because every time they play, they just get, like, decimated by that run game. Um, so they got to figure that out. Because when they play other teams, they, you know, show up. But, uh, yeah, maybe it'll go their way where they to San Fran both games, but then avoid them in the playoffs and, you know, make a run. But... Yeah, I am a little bit worried with, you know, them not having Robert Woods because, you know, they brought in Allen Robinson to replace him, but he doesn't seem like he has it and is as good as, you know, Robert Woods was, like, in his prime for the Rams. But, uh, yeah, Cooper Cup's still doing his thing. And, uh, yeah, Tyler Higby uh, playing well. Um, and they're defending champs, so, you know, I got to give them the respect there. And then number nine, I got the Bucks. I have them at number nine, just, you know, the way... Brady did play, you know, in the second half and in some of the first half, or I should say the second quarter and most of the second half. Cause yeah, he's got Mike Evans, um, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones, you know, the best wide receiving core in the league. Uh, there's no debate of that. And then, you know, he's got Leonard Fournette as well. So 10, I got the Browns. Yeah, they should be 4 0. Like they should not have lost the felt or, uh, yeah, I think they lost to the Falcons um, this past week. And then they lost to the Jets, giving up like 14 points in a minute and a half, which is just, you know, they sh can't do that. Uh, so they should be 4-0. And yeah, I like the way Brissett's been playing um, with this offense. Because when they get Deshaun Watson back, and it's just crazy to me that he is coming back this season, you know, 11 games. You know, we won't talk about the legal stuff, but it is insane that he got all this guaranteed money considering everything that went down. Even though it should be said that in court of law, it was all thrown out. 
um, but there were settlements in civil court. So and I'm not, you know, 100% on the legal stuff and the difference in that. So I'm not even going to touch on that. But yeah, I do think when Deshaun Watson comes back, this team's going to be super dangerous because they should be 4-0 right now. And that's why I have them at my number 10. Uh, but Ishii, I'm going to pass it to you. So who are your top 10 power rankings for the NFL season? I did my power rankings based off of a more uh, statistical you know, approach. Uh, so for number one, I got the Eagles. They're 4-0 at the, at the moment. Um, They're like ranked second. Like in the four games they played, they're ranked second in yards per game with 445. And they're also ranked like number one in sacks with like 15 a game at this point. So so that's why I put them up there. I don't think that they'll be the number one team like in the coming weeks. Like the first few weeks, they got it. But like it's still surprising that they went 4-0 in the first few weeks. Jalen Hurts looks amazing. And they got a decent team. And Jalen Hurts, I think he was like like a top two or a top three rated quarterback in fantasy this year. I'm not too sure. I think so. But yeah, I got them at my number one spot. At the number two spot, I put the Bills there. I think that they'll, uh, you know, pick it up. They got Josh Allen. They're ranked, they're like ranked third in yards per game with 422. And and they're actually number one in interceptions with like, I think, seven, like seven at the moment. Uh, and they're fifth in point score per game with 28, like 28 and a half. So I think that they're definitely going to be keeping on. And I'm definitely always supporting the Buffalo Bills. Man, I love Josh Allen. He's my favorite quarterback in the league. And I'm excited to see what they do. Uh, I'm excited to see Stephon Diggs as well because I got him in fantasy. Um, so, so it's going to be an exciting time. Number three, I put the Chiefs. Um, they're second in points score per game with like 32 and uh, fifth in sacks. Patrick Mahomes, amazing, amazing quarterback. Like we already talked about him so many times. I think that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to definitely do some amazing things this year. I really want to see, I really want to see them make a, make a comeback and do some amazing things. But I'm also, I'm also rooting for the Bills. Uh, I got the Dolphins. I got them at number four, but I think they could, they're actually a surprising team for me this year because coming into this year, you know, you, we we were quite unsure with Tua and, and what was to happen with Tua. And Tua's looked amazing, but he's went he went down with injury. I hope that he's okay, and I hope that he can, you know, recover back from this because it seems like like he's been getting hurt. It's like, it's too, like too often he's getting hurt, and, and he's a vital part of the offense, offense, and I'm glad that they have him. But the, you know, they, they're, they're like the, the second ranked team in pass yards per game with like 307 and, you know, and they're ranked ninth in point score per game. And I really want to see Tua do some amazing things for this Dolphins offense. Uh, the Dolphins coaches is amazing. So I'm excited to see what the Dolphins do because the Miami Dolphins are definitely one of the more surprising teams for me this year. I put the, the Cowboys at number five. Hopefully Dak comes back healthy and ready to play. They're actually a surprising team for me. I didn't think that the Cowboys would be top five for me. I thought they would be around the sixth, seventh, eighth seed, but they're doing some amazing things. So I put them at that spot. Number six, I got the Vikings. Not too sure about their quarterback situation, but um, nonetheless, still excited to see what they're they're able to do for the rest of the season. Uh, number seven, I put the Rams. They're ranked ninth in interceptions with four. Not none crazy, and I don't know. It's just it's weird. For a team that won the Super Bowl, they kind of like, you wouldn't expect them to be in the top five, but they're not. Excited to see what Matthew Stafford is able to do. Um, Cooper Cup, he's he's a, he's like, I'm saying he's probably the best best at his position in the league at this point. Cooper Cup, excited to see what he does as well. I want to see Odell Beckham 
get back into the groove of things eventually and, and see him go crazy. So I've been a, 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 a Odell fan since I was in like junior high school. So I always want to see him succeed. Nonetheless, they're in my power ranking. So that's pretty good for them. At eight, I got the, the Green Bay Packers. Don't have they don't have Devontae Adams anymore. They got Aaron Jones and uh I'm excited to see what they can do this year because it's definitely like a change. It's definitely like a, a change of energy and stuff like that for them. They're the uh fourth fourth ranked team in yards per game with 395 and uh rush yards, they're ranked eighth with 145. So that's good as well. And they're ranked like fifth in sacks with eleven. So I'm excited to see what the Packers can do. I don't know if there'll be anything crazy. I don't know if they'll do they'll really contend for a championship like deep come playoff time of the NFL season, but I'm still nonetheless excited to see what what they're able to do. And next I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um it's gonna be interesting to see Tom Brady um see Tom Brady come back again. It seems like every other year he retires and he just keeps coming back. So I'm excited to see what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could do with him, Mike Evans and just to read a few of their stats, they're ranked third in sacks with 14, uh, fifth in interceptions with six at the moment, and they're the fifth, uh, no, I'm sorry, they're the um, 16th ranked team with points per game, so could be better. That's why I got them on the lower end of my list, and for the last spot, I put the Giants, because for one, I'm a Giants fan, two, Saquon Barkley is back, and he and they're the first ranked team in rush yards per game with 192 um, I got Saquon Barkley in fantasy, so I'm excited to see him just do some amazing things. Um, I don't know if they'll be able to really contend with those top teams that we named, but it's still good to see that they're three and one because I remember like for the last two three seasons they were like loss after loss after loss, and they went they won like two three games a season. So the fact that they're three and one right now, I'm happy because they actually won a few games. So maybe them winning those those games early in the season could help them have the mindset of let's keep trying to contend and, and, and win as many games as possible rather than give up. Cause I kind of felt like when they lost those, when they lost those crucial games in the, in the, in the NFL season, those past few seasons, they kind of like gave up. And I feel like we still need a new quarterback, Daniel Jones. He's not it for me. He's not it. I don't know. He's just, he's not it. They need to, we need to move past him, but Saquon amazing. It's a quince. Uh, I got him in fantasy. He's like the number one uh, ranked, uh, running back in the league, so I'm happy I was able to take him um, and trust in my gut feeling, but I don't, you know, those are my power rankings at the moment, and I think come next week, we're definitely going to see a change in these teams. I guarantee you we'll see some changes in these teams, because I believe the schedule for a lot of these teams is, like, it's pretty interesting, so I think that these rankings, I think our rankings are going to look very, very different in the coming weeks. Yeah, and shout out to the Giants, and uh, yeah, Saquon, yeah, and I just pray, I pray, I pray, I pray, especially for your fantasy team that he's healthy, but also, like, for his career, because, like, well, yeah, he dropped so far in our fantasy draft just because people just didn't trust him, you know, anymore, and he used to be, like, as for Dynasty, for Keeper Leagues, he was, like, one of the, you know, top running backs you would keep for the next year, and then this year going in, he wasn't even on the list for a lot of these, so, you know, the fact that he felt to you, that was great, you're being a Giants fan. But you're right, man. They need Daniel Jones is not the guy. Like he is, he's like a poor, poor man's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I had on my like, TikTok the video he threw the interception in the game. I post. Oh my! Like God. I'm, he's just. I don't know. I just feel like with him, it's just like those mistakes. And they still won that game. Yeah, like the Tennessee game, and he, and then the coach was ripping on him. Oh, he, and I was like, good. 
Like, they need to yell at him more because that was inexcusable. Yeah. Careless. Because, like, yeah, they – and the, the wide receiver core for the Giants, like, still good. Like, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, I think he's out, though, now. But um, Galladay, you know, Tony. I mean, they haven't gotten Tony ball, but last year when uh, Jones was out, like, there was a few games Tony got, like, 20 points fantasy. And he's a talent. So I need they need to get him involved. So yeah, I don't know if Od- bringing in Odell was the best decision because they gotta be thinking Jones is not the guy. It's tough, but um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna stay positive for your Giants and and shout out to Saquon because we were all we were a hope for him for this year, and and Saquon's a good person off the field like in all his interviews and I think he does a lot of charitable work, but uh, yeah, shout out to him. But uh, so now we're gonna talk our top five disappointments of the year, and there's been a lot of disappointments. And uh, before I get into this, uh, I think it was like for the first two games, all of the quarterbacks that, you know, didn't um, play in the preseason, you know, I think at the top of my head, it was like uh, Dak didn't play. I mean, he got injured the first game, but they had his stats in the first game, like Burrow didn't play, Brady didn't play. I think Rodgers didn't either. Because they, they showed the ones who did play and the ones who didn't, like the quarterback rating completion percentage touchdowns interceptions like Stafford didn't play and he had like I think two picks in the first two or three picks in the first game but it showed like the importance of preseason not only like you know for all the other position players but also quarterbacks and that's kind of led into these disappointments that we've been seeing but uh so for my top five yeah I got Raiders yeah they finally won against the Broncos and honestly they shouldn't have won that game because Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble that ball and they go back for a touchdown you know, they won by eight points, like, you know, it could have been a lot closer. Who knows what it would happen. But, uh, yeah, with signing Devontae Adams and uh, that first game, first or second game was the Cardinals, hell of a game. Because I do think Josh McDaniel, like, he's he was, like, you know, offensive coordinator for Brady for all those years. And because uh, the one year he was coach on another team was Denver, and he got fired after one year. And then he's been the offensive coordinator for New England you know, before that, in between, and then, you know, before this gig in Raiders. Because um, I don't think he's a bad coach, but I do, I don't think, same, similar to what we're saying with Daniel Jones, I don't think, like, he's not the guy at all. Yeah, like, analytically, if you look at him, like, completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, yards per attempt, like, you know, he's up there in, like, the top 10, top 15. But, like, I'm talking about big games. And I'm talking about, like, like, are you going to win the Super Bowl with this guy? Like, this is Las Vegas. Like, they just paid Devontae Adams, like, the richest contract in wide receiver history. You know, they're, they have big expectations for their team. And, uh, yeah, one in three is not going to cut it. Like, I think, like, I think it was, like, something, like, those who start 0-2, like, I think only one or two teams have made the playoffs in ever. I mean, they could go on a run here. But realistically, the way that, you know, because the Broncos haven't looked good either, and they have looked atrocious. I think they only had, like, before last night's game or in the middle of the day against the Raiders, they had one touchdown, one offensive touchdown all year. And with all the weapons they had, and, you know, now Javante Williams, who who you had last year running for uh, um, fantasy, is out for the year. and, And Melvin Gordon has, like, the most fumbles for a running back in the last four years. Like, by far. So, it's not looking good for the Broncos either. But yeah, what are your thoughts on the Raiders and being in the same division 
And then there's one more team in that division that point that we'll get to, but let's start with the Raiders and Broncos. What are your thoughts on so far this year? Yeah, I definitely say those teams. Like, I definitely considering like the pieces that they got in the previous offseason, I thought that they would be much better, and they're supposed to be doing way better. Like the Raiders got Devontae Adams. He's paired up back with Derek Carr, somebody who he has chemistry with. So you would expect that to work well. They have Josh Jacobs, who I was hoping would kind of have like a, a very big year because like I'm I'm not I wouldn't say like I'm the biggest fan of of Josh Jacobs, but like me, I'm always rooting for him. So the fact that they, you know, off to a slow start, I think that they could probably turn it around, but like they're not supposed to be where they are at at this point in the season, considering what they got in Devontae Adams, who's when when healthy is one of the best, if not the best wide receiver in the league. He's like top top three, maybe top three, top five. And then with the Broncos situation, you know, you got you got Russell Wilson, you know, they have those pieces. They but it's just I don't know. It's just interesting that they 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 shouldn't be doing as bad as they are. And there's teams doing better than the Broncos that shouldn't be like I, I feel like Giant, my Giants at this point looking a little bit better than the Broncos. Like that's crazy. Like if you told me this previous offseason that the Broncos who got Russell Wilson and as as well as the pieces that they already have. And, you know, they got Jerry Judy. I haven't seen him really do anything extravagant. I was hoping Jerry Judy would be like, um, I was hoping Jerry Judy would have a breakout year. And I'm still hoping that Jerry Judy could still do something this year. I'm not too sure or whatever, but they're just, I don't know. They're just not supposed to be that bad at this point of the season. They they got they got the talent there. It's just it's, it's just a matter of time of if, if they can, you know, figure it out. Yeah. And then also like their coach in the first few games, like he made excuses for himself. Well, not necessarily excuses for himself, but he was, like, saying what he did wrong, which led to the loss, which is not an excuse. He's just admitting his faults. I mean, I think his job is in jeopardy, you know, week by week, for sure, depending on, you know, how they lose. Uh, Because, yeah, they have to play the Chiefs two more times this year. And the Chargers two more times. Like, I don't know how that's going to go for them. Um, Because we'll get to... Uh, the Chargers, who have also been disappointing, two and two this year. Yeah, Herbert hasn't looked, you know, as good as you know we thought he would. You know, they lost, you know, to the Jags, who who looked really good this year. Far and um, Trevor Lawrence does look like a franchise for sure. Um, and yeah, their defense is um, has been well drafted for years for sure. The offense that they have, the weapons that they have, the fact that they let I think the Texans come back on them. Like, because the Texans have been kind of a pleasant surprise for me staying in these games. Like, they've been, I think they've covered the spread every single game this year. It's like, you know, pretty impressive for the Texans, considering they have, like, Davis Mills, who's not, like, I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. Like, I think they're definitely waiting for, you know, some other quarterback to draft or trade up for. Yeah, and I think they will, like, figure it out, but a 2-2 two and two start for the Chargers definitely, because a lot of these teams, a lot of people were picking this, Chargers team to overpass the Chiefs just because of like Chiefs lost Tyree Kill, which I was never sold on. But because Herbert here and there, like I do think one day he will be the most talented quarterback in the league. Like I do think he has that like Manning effect level in terms of like regular season, and then eventually in the postseason, like I do, you know, they'll build a team around him for whatever reason, and maybe it's the coaching with Stanley and stuff like that. Yeah, they just haven't been able to get into a playoff position 
at this point of the season. And it's only the first quarter. It's only the first four games. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I would say even more disappointing than the Chargers is probably the Colts. Yeah, like after last week, they were 1-1-1 one, one, and one after being the Chiefs. And everyone was so impressed with that Chiefs win. This is the Colts every year in the last, like, in Frank Reich's, you know, tenure since he won the Super Bowl with the Eagles and then left to be head coach. You know, they beat these really good teams. And then, like, last year when they had Wentz and they lost to the Jags and, and like, lose the playoff spot. You know, tying, um, what's it face? The Texans this year in the first game. And then getting shut out by the Jags. Like, this is just, this can't happen. But then, like, this past week, they just, they can't beat the Tennessee Titans team that I don't think is going to make the playoffs. Like, I really don't think. Yeah, the Titans, like, defense is not. Like, they still have a few guys who were, like, on that, you know, team that made these runs in the last few years. But they're not as dominant as years past. And same with the offense. Like, you know, it's, it's shocking that. And Ryan Tannehill, similar to Daniel Jones, even though they've made it to like the AFC conference, you know, finals a few times, you know, I don't think, you know, Ryan Tannehill's bringing them to the Super Bowl, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, what are your thoughts on both the Colts, you know, being 1-1-1 and then, you know, after being the Chiefs and then everyone kind of so high on them going this week against the Titans and then they could fall short yet again. Yeah, I think the potential for them to fall short is definitely up there. And I know, you know, coming into the season, the Colts were expected to do, do do some amazing things. Everybody was, you know, Jonathan Taylor hyping him up. Everybody was hype on Jonathan Taylor and what he would bring. They had Matt Ryan, Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Uh, a lot of people, I know in fantasy alone, a lot of people were talking about Michael Pittman having a big year in fantasy and potentially being one of those guys who have a breakout year. So it's definitely disappointing that they're, not they're like underperforming for me and with the Tennessee Titans they could really fall short and that's disappointing and I I was expecting the Colts to be a top top eight team top eight team in the NFL to me maybe even maybe even top six or seven but the fact that they're like um at this point and yeah yeah they have the Broncos Thursday they have the Jaguars Sun uh, that the following Sunday after that and then they have the Titans so I mean, so these are these are games they should win, but like based on what we've we we've already seen, you 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 pretty much get a general idea of of, of you know what's gonna happen in, in the following week. So that's that's why they definitely that's pretty much my take on on the Colts at this point. Like they they should just be better. Like they coming into the season, they they not they, they shouldn't be losing. And then it's like these are close games that they're losing. The game they lost to the Titans. 17 to 24, another close game. The, the game they lost to the, the game they beat the Chiefs was it's crazy. They won by three points against the Chiefs, and then the following week, you guys can't beat the Titans. You lose to the Titans after after beating beating the Chiefs. And I don't know, it's just, it's interesting. So I guess we'll just I think we're just really gonna have to see. But if they are if they if they're blowing games like how they are now, it's pretty much don't have any hope that they'll be able to keep on but maybe they can't basically that's basically my take yeah and then i think yeah jonathan taylor is also questionable for those games so yeah it's not even a guarantee that they can beat them so yeah it's gonna be interesting but uh but yeah what are your thoughts on the charge two and two uh so far this year especially with the high expectations for justin herbert to make another big leap 
Yeah, people were saying that that Justin Herbert was going to be the best quarterback in the league this this upcoming season, and I was excited to see what Justin Herbert was able to do. I'm definitely hoping that he could remain like keep the keep the charges like at a at a steady pace. But they lost to the Jaguars, thirty eight to ten. That that was insane to me because Justin Herbert. I believe Justin Herbert was the I think he was the number one and number two ranked quarterback in fantasy like during the draft. He was like ranked number one and two. And I have I have Justin Herbert in fantasy and he has so I was definitely excited to see him make big leaps, but then he got the the that injury to his ribs. So he he might be a little banged up and hurt. So who knows how how that's gonna go for him. And you know, they have Stanekler, they have Allen. So I was I was expecting them to be a top two team in the NFL, so it's it's definitely disappointing for me, and I'm really looking forward to to seeing how the rest of the the coming weeks go and see like next time next episode where they are. But they was they they're definitely a disappointing team for me as well, and that's pretty much my take on the uh, the Chargers. I hope that um Justin Herbert can bounce back and be that number two quarterback that everybody was like projecting him to be before the season started. Yeah, and then we'll just touch on our last two teams for disappointments. Yeah, me and Ishii both have the Saints down. And yeah, for the Saints, like the wide receiving core that they have, you know, drafting Chris Olave, uh, Michael Thomas already there, like when he's healthy, regarded as one of the most talented receivers, you know, in the league. And then Callaway, Traquan Smith, even Landry, you know, to, to a certain extent. But uh yeah, and I and I put them down here mostly because Madden picked as like the Super Bowl winners in the simulation, and um, yeah, they have not looked good at all. Like, but yeah, they're definitely not winning the Super Bowl. That's for sure. I don't even think they can get out of this division. Yeah, the division's tough with Atlanta and Panthers, like tough as in like bad, and uh, just the the talent of roster that they have. And yes, obviously Jameis Winston, like he's clearly not the guy, you know, for this team. Uh, but they're going to be really wasting a lot of, you know, talented players, good years on this team if they don't figure it out. And so many years with Drew Brees. Yeah, there was a few ref calls where it was like, you know, suspect that, the, you know, the Saints fans feel they got ripped off. But, you know, they didn't, you know, finish it in, in some big games to get to the Super Bowl where they had like the best roster so many years. So I'm going to put them there as a disappointing team again. Uh, but you have the Patriots on here, so just give a little uh, take on the disappointment because obviously Mac Jones, he's injured now, but he didn't you know, start the year as, uh, as good as he had um, in his rookie season. I had you know, big expectations for Mac Jones, and I'm still excited to see what the Patriots could do when he come back. But Bill Belichick and like, just in general, they have a wide receiver problem. They don't really have anybody. Like, and it's crazy because when you look back to that, I think the 2019 draft, so many, yo, they had the opportunity to pick up so many pieces. And just to name a few, you got, they could have had Debo Samuel, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, just to name a few. That wide receiver uh, um, on the on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So it's just crazy to, to, to say that they have a they have a wide receiver problem. And, and Bill Belichick is having a hard time signing as well as drafting wide receivers. But... I'm hoping that they could pick it up because Matt Jones, I like I'm a big fan of Matt Jones and I and I was exciting. I was excited, I'm sorry, when he was on the team with Cam Newton and he outshined Cam Newton and took up that starter role. I'm I really want to see what Mike uh Matt Jones, I'm sorry, could do. I don't know if he's injured at the moment, 
I'm excited to see what Mac Jones do when he's fully healthy and stuff like that. And I hope he can definitely pick up the pace when and get stuff rolling for them. But like they, I just I put them as one of the disappointing teams, basically off of Mac Jones and like the injuries and and as well as their wide receiver problem. Just to think about to point out that 2019 draft, all those pieces they could have had, and that's why I put them there. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And uh, yeah, them losing like their offensive coordinator Josh McDaniel, he's now the Raiders coach. Because I remember seeing like a few practices and like, reporters saying like their offense, like the Patriots' offense, is like the worst they've ever seen in like practice or something. But no, I have high hopes for uh, Mac Jones as well. Yeah, so we'll see what happens when he comes back from this injury. But uh, we're gonna talk a few more things before we get into some fantasy talk. Uh, I just want to share this stat with you guys. So the Lions, Detroit Lions, who you know, yeah, they're one in three to start this year, but they've looked you know pretty good and they got some good pieces. You know, obviously. Uh, Swift, um, you know, I wouldn't say Jared Goff is for sure like the franchise quarterback, but um, yeah, I'm on St. Brown or I'm on Ross St. Brown. He is, and I think there was like something like 12 wide receiver pick before him um, in last year's draft. And like he was a rookie last year, so like the draft previous to that year. So he has got a chip on his shoulder and he, like, I think he has more, t- he has more receptions in 20 games than megatron so like and he megatron had matt stafford which is definitely a better quarterback than jared goss so like i think that does speak volumes i think they got you know a few good pieces there unfortunately like their top two wide receivers were out and then swift was out last week um but they've been in these close games all year but an interesting stat so the first 11 quarters of the year they scored a touchdown which was an nfl record for consecutive quarters with a touchdown uh to begin a season and then they had 16 going back to last year. Uh, the last five quarters of last year, they had a touchdown. Um, they ended up didn't finishing it, but the 19 was the record. You know, seeing, and I think 19 was like in the 60s or 50s, like long, long time ago. So yeah, even though the Lions are one in three, like they have looked promising this year and they have had lost a few close games, similar to last year when they were losing like those field goal um, losses to like Minnesota and then Baltimore. Yeah, I do like the Lions, you know, going forward, even though they're one and three. But uh, so now we'll talk some fantasy talk. But yeah, in a few more weeks, we'll we'll get back to NFL talk and we'll do another update on how the season goings on our power rankings um, and maybe add some pick and them, pick them, um, pick them games in there as well. Uh, but I'll start with you issue. Uh, so, yeah, share your uh, fantasy team that you draft this year. Uh, this year we are doing uh, keeper league, so we'll be keeping two players uh for the next season and uh yeah so there'll be another draft with the same exact league for next year uh first year we're doing a keeper kind of dynasty-esque league uh so that'll be super interesting but uh yeah share your team and and how your team's been doing because you are having a better start than last year for sure yeah last year i definitely turned things around i was more i think i did better drafting this year i was trying to get like, with the picks I had, I was just trying to get a bunch of, like, the best possible sleepers. So I was doing my research on some people who could have a breakout year this year. And I was looking for those those players who I was looking at schedules and players who had easier schedules and who could potentially, like, perform well in those schedules. Um, So my starting QB is uh, Justin Herbert. My my two lead running backs, I'm sorry, is I got Saquon, who's the number one ranked uh, running back in fantasy at the moment on NFL fantasy. I got Rashad Penny who had a interesting week this this week. I have Tyler Lockett 
and Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs is actually the number one ranked wide receiver um, in fantasy and NFL fantasy. So I got two number one ranked players at the uh, running back and wide receiver spot. So that's definitely helped. I have uh, David Nojuku as my, my starting tight end. He was there, so I just decided to take him. Jarvis Landry is uh, like a backup wide receiver, even though he's it's up and down with him. You never know. I have Ryan Sukup as my kicker. And for my defense, I picked the Packers defense. And I got some interesting players on the bench as well. I have uh, Tua. I might wind up starting him, depending on how... It depends on how his, his injury and stuff go and how and how the Chargers keep on with Justin Herbert and etc. I have Isaiah Spiller as well, Traylon Burks, Jerry Judy, who I'm hoping could have a breakout year, Wandale Robinson as well, and I have George Kittle, who's I don't know. He's he's hasn't he hasn't looked as good as he has looked before. I'm I'm currently the fourth ranked player in our league at two and one, but I think I'm I think I'm gonna be ranked I think I'll be two and two, so I might be ranked like four or five, but I think I'm in the top top five. And pretty much from week one, week one I lost. No, I'm sorry, week one I won. I had I think that was my best week at this point. I, I had 131 points against my opponent. Saquon Barkley did amazing. Stephon Diggs did did good as well. And Jerry Judy had one of those games um that I'm hoping he could have like in the coming weeks, so I could put him in that spot and take Jarvis Landry out, which I think I might do as soon as possible. Week two, I lost to my opponent. Rashad Penny only had like one point. Saquon only had 11. Stephon Dix had 44. Um, Jerry Judy only two points. And yeah, so it was like one of the weeks I had was a down week. A lot of my players did perform well. Week three, week three was a, a turnaround for me. I had a, a good game against my opponent. I had two in. He only had 11. I think that's when he went down with the injury. Rashad Penny, seven points. Saquon had around 22. Tyler Lockett, 16 points. Stephon Diggs, 14. David Njuku had a, a, a very a very big game with 23 points. He was like one of the leading uh, scorers on my uh, fantasy team. Jarvis Landry, four points. Wash, potentially. I don't know. Yeah. And that was, uh, that was, week, that was week three and week four that I thought I was going to win. Um, Rashad Penny had 28 points, Justin Herbert 21, Saquon 18, Tyler Lockett 13, Stephon Diggs 10, David Njuku 9, Jarvis Landry 4, again, wash. If I put Jerry, if I had put Jerry Judy in, I probably, I would have won. So actually, now that, now that, now that you mention it, I think, um, moving forward, I'm going to take Jarvis Landry out and, and then I think I should have, I should have a better week because I could have been. I could have been like three and one, so I'm I'm a little upset about that. But you know, with college and everything, it's been a little hectic, so I haven't been really paying attention as much as I should. But yeah, that's pretty much my my year so far in fantasy. I'm hoping that I can make playoffs because last year was last year was last year had its ups and downs. But I think I'm thinking I could turn it around this year. But I'm gonna pass it on to Stikes, who's been having an amazing year in fantasy this year, and you'll you'll see why. Yeah, like as you said, definitely a good start to the year. Just came off my first loss though. I was up like 30 points going into today, but the guy I was playing had Ty or uh, had Cooper Cup and uh, Jolson, the backup who's starting, you know, ahead of Elijah Mitchell now. Um, well, because Elijah Mitchell's hurt, but uh, yeah, so he won by three points, and um, you know, obviously Swift was out. You know, I drafted DeAndre Swift as you know gem of my team for sure, uh, but he is out for this week, and then he has bye week next week, so I can't even play him. 
and then yeah, Chase Claypool, who I drafted, and it's uh, it's funny because you know he's a Canadian kid. Um, I've actually met Chase Claypool. I'll save that story for one day when he does come on the platform um, because it is a very funny story. And it was like literally like six, seven years ago. Like that's how long ago it was. So I'll save that. But I, I drafted him, you know, he's a Canadian guy and for him potentially making another leap. But he's done nothing this year. Um, so I have him on my bench. But as for my starters, I drafted AJ Brown. Uh, he's a top 10 wide receiver this year. Uh, CD Lamb, who who was starting, you know, not so good to start the year, has kind of shot off. Like this week, he got 21 points. Uh, and he's slowly gone up each week. Um, hopefully when Dak comes back that, you know, he can just be back to the number one defense. Uh, I, my kicker, um, Carlson, you know, he's got 14 points this week, this past week, uh, was the number two ranked kicker coming in. So happy drafting him. I was pretty confident because of the fact that I don't trust the quarterback in, you know, Derek Carr and, uh, Carlson is like, you know, was one of the best kickers in the last few years. That was my reasoning for kicking him. Or pick him, I should say. Yeah, I just say kick him. Yeah, my quarterback, Kyler Murray. Um, and it's funny, like every game, he has like four or less points at the half. Like, I'm not even joking. Like, the first game, he had like one. Second game was like two. Uh, third game, it was like 0.58 or something like that. And then this game was five or six at the half. And then he ends up with like 20 as the game goes on. Um, but when he doesn't have DeAndre Hopkins, seriously a problem. Um, so when DeAndre Hopkins is able to come to that, cause then Kyle Murray will do better. And then I drafted Christian Kirk, you know, I thought, you know, he would, even though he did well with Kyler Murray last year, but he was like the second guy with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you know, I was confident in Trevor Lawrence getting the ball and yeah, like this week was his worst week, even though like, you know, they played a good Eagles defense. So I'm not, you know, su- super worried about that. Yeah, that wasn't the case, but yeah, like, and, and obviously my worst pick, like my second running back pick was Cam Akers. And I started him in the first game, and I think he had like 0. 0.12. 0. 0.2 or 0. 0.12 in the first game. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I did not think that this was to be the case because obviously, like, you know, last year he was out with Achilles injury, came back for the Super Bowl. But yeah, he just has that, he has that upside. Um, you know, I liked what he did in college and uh, in his rookie year. I just have like high hopes for him, but. So far this year, like the the Rams just can't run the ball, so I'm not confident. And I should say this, even to last year, like the NFL fantasy projections, and you know I don't want to crap on anyone for their job or whatever, but like last two years, I've been projected to miss the playoffs and have like the worst fantasy team. But last year, like I won the league. Two years ago, I came third. Like maybe three years ago, I won the league. Like. And then this year, I was projected, I've been projected to lose every single game by 20. And the first three games, I won. And then this past game, I lost by three. But I was projected to lose by 20 again. But it's got to be, it's got to be the worst projection system out there. And I'm not saying ESPN's any better, because I have done it on ESPN. It's not the greatest. But their projections are way off on NFLC. I just have to say that, because, I mean, they, they said I'm going to go like 3-12 and 12 this year. Or the three and three and thirteen, when like I've started three and zero, so what am I gonna lose every? But they've said I've got, I should lose every game so, far, but I was three and zero with the best record. And yes, injuries apply into this. Other team, you know, performance applies to this. 
But uh, but yeah, it's just funny. The last like three years, literally, they think I have drafted the worst team. Openly admit, Cam Akers' pick was a horrible pick, and uh, because yeah, like arguably right now he's droppable. Even though I'm not gonna do it right yet, because I'm you know, three and one, shouldn't worry about you know dropping a player like that in case he like comes out of nowhere and starts doing well. Uh, so I'm gonna hold off. But you know, was first place going into this week, but now that. You know, I lost to someone who's two and one, and he does have more points for than me. Uh, I will be like second, third, or fourth, or in that tied for second, third, or fourth. But uh, yeah, looking to bounce back this week, and uh, it was funny because uh, talking about Penny, and uh, yeah, because like the first few games he wasn't you know doing as well. Like I think last game five yards a carry, but they only gave him the ball like ten times or something like that, so it was fifty yards. And uh, you tweeted, like, you tweeted, like, I'm done with this Penny guy. I texted you right away, do not drop him. One, because if you dropped him, I would have picked him. Like, I, unfortunately, like, if you had done that, I would have had to do it. Like, Penny is way too talented. And then, funny enough, he 28 points this week. But going forward, you know, I do think, because, yeah, they do have, like, three running backs that they can, because I drafted, like, a running back who had, like, top five yards in college last year. I think Kenneth Walker, I believe. Um, but they haven't been giving the ball as much. But yeah, Penny, like the way he was last year, like I think he rushed for 200 yards or something. So he does have that upside. And uh, because you have Penny and Saquon, like I like your running backs because obviously Swift's injury right now and his injury concern. But if I have to start like Edmonds and Singletary, like I can't trust that, you know? So... But yeah, what are your thoughts on that? On uh, keeping Penny this week and then him going off? Yeah, I knew I wasn't. I was. I, I knew. I'm. I'm glad I listened, and I didn't drop him. And I'm glad that uh, he did perform well. So now I'm excited to to have him on the team, and I'm and I look forward to see what he can do. But yeah, I think I'm gonna swap out. I think I'm. I think yeah, I just did it. I swapped out uh, uh, Jarvis Landry for Jerry Judy because it's like, like that one week where he had, I think it was like 20 something. I was excited to see what he could do. And then like two weeks in a row, I think it was like four points. So I had to take him out because Jerry Judy at this point should be ranked higher than him. And it's crazy because I think Jarvis Landry is ranked as the 50th, the 50th wide receiver in fantasy. And Jerry Judy's at 57. And when you compare the weeks that they've been having, it's clear that that's not the case. It's, it's 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 crazy, but yeah, I'm just excited. I'm glad that I listened to you, and I'm excited to see what Rashad Penny does in the coming weeks. And um, now I think he's a good good Robin to my Batman with Saquon as far as the running backs go on my team. Yeah, super excited for both of our teams, and yeah, it's a twelve team league, so uh, yeah, it's gonna be super competitive. Um, not too much going on in the waiver wire, like there's like is that we can pick up. Um, which is good because you don't want too many players because not everyone can like be on fantasy, you know, all the time. But yeah, we'll uh, talk more fantasy talk on our next uh, football episode in a few more weeks. But yeah, let us know if you guys want to hear more. Uh, wraps up our first quarter talk of the NFL, the 2022-2023 NFL season. Hope you guys enjoy this. Sorry it took us a while to get back to NFL talk, but we'll uh, do these quarter kind of episodes throughout the year and then sprinkle in some like peckums and stuff like that but uh yeah thanks you guys for thank you guys for listening uh to this football episode we'll try to get more some more sports on uh talking some more sports uh basketball season's coming soon we'll have vz on doing a fantasy league with him an issue and uh that's gonna be super exciting super pumped for that and uh because yeah i'm pumped for the nba because october is the best time of the year for sports you got 
I mean, we don't talk NHL, but, you know, NHL here in Canada, but, you know, you got baseball playoffs, you got NFL season, you got start of NBA, you know, you got Champions League, soccer, you got everything, which is uh, the best time of year. But, uh, yeah, issue, any last thoughts for you on this NFL first quarter talk? Yeah, shout out to all our listeners and uh, more NFL and more sports episodes coming in general. And uh, the Basketball League episodes with Easy are going to be classic. So I think people will definitely look forward to that. And I'm excited to see how the draft goes. And as I prepare for that, it's, I think it's definitely time for me to start coming up with a strategy of drafting and how I'm going to draft depending on what platform we use for this NFL season. So it's going to be interesting.